This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to My Worst Date. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. Okay, so the thing that has been taking over my timeline that I've been obsessed with, I think I saw it like as soon as it happened. It was like one of mm-hmm. those things where I was online at that time. Um, is Kiki Palmer's shitty ass Ooh. boyfriend. I refuse to learn his name. I don't even know his name. It, it's Darius. Uh, no, I don't. No. It's just it doesn't like, matter. For it's, what? Like, yeah. who, who, is, who you? is you? Exactly. Who is you? The way I, okay, the embarrassing way I love. Embarrassing for him. No, totally. The way I love how embarrassing is it is for him because I, it actually just triggered a memory that I had when I was, I used to date this guy and he used to always like, kind of like, say things about how I looked or the way I wore something or whatever. And I swear to God, it would be like instant karma. We'd go to the bar that night and every guy would be like, oh my God. Well, that's your girlfriend is so hot. That's why he said it to you. (laughs) That's why. Because it's it's deep insecurity. But the thing is, is, it's like, don't act like you don't know who you're fucking with. Yeah, like, do you know who Kiki Palmer is? <laughs> I do. The Kiki yeah. Palmer? Like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Mm. Just thank God every fucking day of your life. Get on your knees and say thank you that that woman gave yes. you the time of fucking day, let alone had your baby. Honey. Yeah, that's insecurity. And I almost thought one of the first things that I thought was, I wonder if he's doing this to get people to learn his name. <laughs> Maybe, you know but I mean, it's the worst fucking the way worst to do way. it. So if you don't know what we're talking about... Um, if you're, you know, if you have healthy boundaries with social media, <laughs> um, Kiki Palmer's baby daddy basically got on Twitter or some social media platform um, after because Kiki Palmer had gone to I don't know why Kiki Palmer. Like, you have to say her full name, her mm-hmm. full name every right. time. Um, but what are you going to call her, Mrs. Palmer? <laughs> Ms. Ms. Palmer. If you're nasty. Um, she had gone to an Usher concert and she was wearing kind of like a black leotard type thing with like a sheer hot thing over amazing. the top. Which is also, hot. first of all, she looked stunning. She yeah. Looked so gorgeous. trendy. And it's so on trend. Yeah. But those outfits are everywhere. everywhere. It's mm-hmm. not like, mm-hmm. you know, she's doing something brand new, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but so she had posted a picture. Somebody posted a video because she got on stage with Usher. And she looked And hot. she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And he responded or like put on social media like something like that outfit though, you're a mother. <gasps> Which okay. was so fucking gross. And so the internet rightfully got up in arms about that because also Kiki Palmer is beloved. Yeah. You do not come for no. her. Right? So like... They got pissed and then he doubled down. Honey, just be like, no, what I meant was, and can you believe that she's a mother? Yeah, That's yeah. where you should have gone. Didn't, you didn't read the so, room at all no. because he doubled down and he's like, our, basically he said like our society's fucked up okay. when the man of the house can't like voice that it, his wife and mother of his child should like shouldn't be out with her booty cheeks out to please others. That's what he said. Something along those lines. And first of all, there's a million things wrong. Yeah. Yeah. With that statement. There's so many. 
Like where to even fucking begin, honestly. Where to like, begin? You can kiss my ass with that fucking man of the house shit. Man of the house pleasing other people. <laughs> like she's dressing like that to please other people. I'm a hundred percent sure she was putting it on to be feeling herself. Yes. That's you know exactly what I mean? Right. Which she's been very vocal about and has been vocal about since. So like she's been very vocal about the fact that motherhood changed her body, mm-hmm. that she was, you know, a very straight up and down kind of before and she loves that since she had a baby she has all these curves and Mm -hmm. she's been very vocal about like loving her new body good for her and wanting to embrace her new body so for him to try and cut her down yeah it's so gross gross. and so she'd also said recently on a podcast that she would never like air their relationship dirty laundry out in public Mm -hmm. so and he knows that so for him to go Mm -hmm. after her publicly since then, she hasn't out and out like said directly. Mm-hmm. But after that shit happened, she posted a bunch of pictures of her in the Good outfit for her. <laughs> on her Good. social media. He deleted his social Good media account. Bye. I can only imagine the hellfire that was rained down <laughs> upon this man when she got home. And so deserved. And yeah. then Keegan, you you posted a TikTok about it, and you're so right because I've seen a lot of people commenting on it, be like, "Well, you know, if he wants to talk that way, he needs to put a ring on it." And right. it's like. You're missing the point. You don't talk like that at all. Like ring or no ring. Mm -mm. What the fuck? I wish my husband would try to tell me what I could or could not wear (laughs) out of my own fucking house. (laughs) I know. I fucking pay for this motherfucker right here. God. And you know what? This has happened to me before. I when I was with my ex, it was um so years and years and years ago. I was getting ready to go out dancing, and he Mm. didn't like to go dancing. So I mean probably part of why the relationship didn't work out. But Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. went to go say bye to him. His cousin was visiting and I was wearing like, um, it was like 2011. So it was like a bandage dress. (laughs) It was very popular. You're like Hervé Leger. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't even like, it wasn't even super short. It was like mid thigh, but like tight. And then I had on fishnets and boots because I wanted to dance. So I had like docks on. Mm -hmm. And I went to go tell him goodbye. And his cousin was like, you're going to let her leave the house like that? Oh. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. No, no I'm not the one. No. With that shit. Ever. <laughs> you, you take the dress off. Yeah. Like, Brown panties. Bye. I'll leave the house <laughs> like this if that's how I feel. Yeah. You know, and there's, if you feel some type of way because you're insecure, that's a conversation for inside the house between your relationship. <laughs> and also really acknowledge that it's because you have an issue. Yeah. Right? She doesn't have an issue. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a, a talk between you and your therapist mm. uh, because I'm not your therapist. And uh, it seems like you're the only one in the room right now with the fucking problem. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, I got it the other way around is because like I I actually because of uh, the job that I used to have at uh, mm. the theater company, mm-hmm. I yeah. had to dress so provocatively that once I got out of it, I did not care to like I don't uh, clothes or something I don't care about you do you like anybody can do like I also don't really care that much about makeup but I'm not gonna be like begrudging or shame anybody like everybody has something that makes them happy whatever but I'm like clothes and makeup are something I 
don't care that much about and I prefer to be like in the background now I because it was so forced on you it I think was so, too. Yeah. yeah it was like such a part of like them that forced identity that you're like fuck you yeah. don't tell me what to do <laughs> so my my problem was like opposite was my partner used to comment on not being not en- being enough enough yeah yeah exactly listen shut the fuck up exactly. about other people's bodies about how they choose to express themselves yes. you're not with the person for that I should hope not. No, you shouldn't be. Yeah. Chris, honestly, sometimes doesn't care so much that I'm like, Chris, what do you think of this? Does this work? He's like, I, I, yeah, you look good. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, like, you're allowed to give an opinion. Yeah. yeah. I'm asking for an opinion. I really want your feedback. (laughs) I would try that something different. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, knows better. (laughs) But like you were uh, saying, yeah. and, and like I said in that in that TikTok, it's frustrating to me that in these modern times, we're still being like, I know if you're married to someone, then that means you have a degree of ownership <laughs> over their body and you get to control them in some way. It's so fucking weird to me. The yes. number of comments that were like, well, if you want to have a say... No then you have to get married to her. I'm like, no, you still don't get a fucking say. No. You don't get to decide. No. Like, and I would love, I would love to see Tony try to tell Please. Kiki. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, I would just, can I be here? If that ever, I'm like, <laughs> Fly on the wall. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh God. Well, you know, speaking of men behaving badly, I had this short story that I found on, um, on Reddit that I was like, oh, this would be a good, this will mm. this will this will make you happy, guys. Okay. <clears throat> so I met this guy on Tinder and figured a good first date would be to go to an amusement park. He picked. Listen, twenty something me. Oh, I'm I in. love it. Oh, oh I'm yeah, hundred percent. Riding the roller coasters. Exactly. As long as I like you, I'm in yeah. now. Like I would be in now yeah. as long as I know that I I like you. Because the only problem is being stuck at an amusement park for however many hours That's with true. someone you don't like. Oh, right? and potentially you're standing in lines, in, lines. in heat. Oh. That's the only thing. If I know I like you, fine, great, oh, good times. Suddenly, mm-hmm. suddenly, I'm not feeling so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, he picked me up and everything was going great until we got to the park. This guy was a complete jerk. He wouldn't pay for anything and only wanted to talk about sex. Well, dude, we're at a fucking amusement <laughs> yeah, park. There are children everywhere. Everywhere. Like the last <laughs> thing I want to fucking talk about is I, copulating right, with you. Right. Fucker. Oh my God, because oh. kids at an amusement park, oh. the best birth control of Ever. all time. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, we picked the roller coaster with the shortest line, and it happened uh, to be one where your feet are dangling. Fast forward to the ride being over, and we're waiting on the ride uh, for the ride operator to let us off. I'm wearing sandals that day, and as a joke, he kicked them off. Uh-uh. They landed <laughs> a few feet away, just out of reach, and when I asked the employees if they could, if I could... Um, if I or they could grab it, they said no because it was a safety hazard. And then I'd have to come back to the park at the end of the day <gasps> to get it. So you're buying me new shoes, first of Barefoot all. Barefoot at an amusement park? No, the park. most <laughs> disgusting. As if it couldn't get any worse. Of course, me being barefoot decided it was time to go home. Yeah. I walked all the way to the front entrance barefoot. And by the time I got to the car, my feet were black oh, and my sore God. as hell. Oh my I'm God. I'm sorry. At that point, it's time to buy some way overpriced Mickey yeah. Mouse flip flops. Like yep. you gotta do it. Well, I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't want to be anywhere with this guy anymore. I want to be out of this place. Oh, I'm be so fucking, fucking furious. furious. Also, yeah, you can like uh, 
July here at an amusement park, you burn your fucking burn feet your off. Feet exactly off. right. Yeah, there's no way. If it was summertime, yeah. She said, and no, he didn't offer to um, God, buy me sandals, shit. and I didn't go back for the sandal. I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah, well, that I, pisses me off. Wow. Yeah, the least he can do, like, listen, sometimes like a joke or a prank lands bad but he should have been falling over himself apologetic oh my god i'll buy you shoes i I thought it was gonna be funny it was dumb whatever yeah then Then it's like okay uh yeah it was dumb people do dumb shit when they're nervous especially on dates and stuff like and you realize you know so i could forgive if you realize that but like if you what the fuck you're gonna let her walk barefoot out of this amusement park back to her car what's wrong with you honestly yeah get lost dude so that's I think it's so funny because on one side you have this talk of like, oh, you know, there's no respect for the man of the house, like blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, in the same token, chivalry's dead, motherfucker. This yeah. chick just walked like raw dogged her feet yep. across Disneyland. Well, it's so yeah. interesting, too, because it is always those traditional types like Kiki Palmer's baby daddy. You're going to act all like traditional now Whenever you when have her, a baby, you her have t- name is on the deed of that house. And you have two babies out of wedlock, out of wedlock with okay. two different women. You're going to act yes. like you're a traditional man. Yeah. What the fuck are you even yeah. talking about right yeah. now? I, Rich. It's just, only when it suits him. Only when it suits you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. only the rules that you want to apply, apply. Oof. Nothing else. Apply. It's so fucking like, God, it's irritating. It's, it's <laughs> like, the worst. I'm en fuego. I yeah. was triggered by something you said that made me think, that we might have a good option for an FMK. Okay. 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 You said prankster. Yes. Okay. And I'm thinking like Ashton Kutcher. <gasps> oh my like, God. There's that like new the prank punks. show. There's that new prank show that's out with uh, the dude from. I hate, hate pranks. pranks. I, <laughs> I do hate too. Them I do too. Such an intense <laughs> like, fire. And I love Ashton Kutcher and even punk like would piss me no, off. I can't watch that shit. <laughs> and no. I will agree with you. Don't fucking. Because I've told. I've said this on this podcast before. My retaliation well, like knows no bounds. Like the jackass guys. Yes. Do, do pranks and stuff like so, that. Like Johnny Knoxville. He has a new show out. Like something prank show. Um, it's him. Andre whatever. Um, the guy who from workaholics Eric Andre Eric Andre Andre. okay yeah so I'm thinking what about classic pranksters okay you know right uh, for our FMK okay like and like not the show or whatever but like guys who are known for being pranksters Mary pranksters like Loki Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the character. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, like, just I, in general. I will tell you. I mean, I, I can go with Ashton Kutcher here because I, I will tell you, I am so disengaged from prank culture. Yeah. Uh, because I hate it. Yeah. So much. It makes me so deeply like uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, that I like, I never watched Jackass. I never thought dude, it was funny. You're total Pisces. You're yeah, just, your empathy just goes. I feel so <laughs> bad. Like yes. I could never do a prank. Yeah. I hate watching shit because like, that. like I would feel, I would give myself up immediately. I would mm-hmm. feel so oh, bad. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just no way. So, um, so yeah, the only show I ever watched like that was I did see some episodes of Punked, and I always just felt like it went on too long. Like I was like, okay, you got the joke you got across, it. like you, you can got come it. tell them now. There you were know? some where I'm like, you didn't know this was like a setup because it's so like <laughs> yeah. nuts, you know? Where you're like, yeah. uh, okay, I'm actually gonna go for it. Do Johnny Knoxville? Okay. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, so She's now I need to- <laughs> Only because I actually I never watch well, I've seen enough episodes or enough pieces of 
of that show to know like kind of the 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 scope behind it right like i don't really like that show jackass isn't my thing Mm-mm. but i like johnny knoxville for some I reason i like johnny knoxville I just, too i think that and you know what he has that there was a show that he did not that long ago and um about the family that they were like a fake family on tv and he was like this the dad um and it was anyway he was fucking brilliant on it and i would just his character work like outside of like anything jackass related to me yeah he's i mean very funny save that one movie that he made the ringer do you remember oh, that God. Yeah. oh lord oh, we just shit, have to you're right. we just God. have to wipe that from yeah. our memories it was like 2006 yeah. it was a weird God, time that was an um, awful but time. It truly yeah we that movie was awful awful awful, awful. um but johnny knoxville has seemed to mature in a really nice way yeah. like i've seen interviews with him more recently he's sober yeah He's freaking hot. hot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Steve-O's sober too and is hot uh, as a sober person. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, a sober I would, person. I would okay. agree with that. He I was, haven't seen um, him as a sober person. So. Well, all of them were gross yeah. when they were on Jackass to yeah. me. Totally. I 100% yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Well, I am going to pick Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, I yes. love it. Perfect. 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 I love perfect. that. Perfect. I yes. love this. That Borat kind of that. That is a prank. It took me yeah. a minute to think of it. And I'm uh, thankful for my phone next to me because I'm like, all right, those are the two off the top of my head. Shit, Obviously, like punked jackass. But then, of course, like the Borat yeah. movies. And yeah. That kind of thing, yeah. So. Sasha Baron Crank Cohen is any a fucking shit. genius. I love him. So he hot. is so he's you know, so talented too. He can Smart. sing. He's mm-hmm. into musical theater. Yeah. Um, political. He's political. Oof. He's, he's satire tall. game on. Oh yes. <laughs> he's so Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Oh man, this is actually, actually be tough. I, I think Ashton Kutcher's tall too. He's over six foot. And he's also very political. Yeah. This is going to be fucking tough. You guys, he yes. just made like a really lovely, like social media post about Mila Kunis. Oh, or an interview that. or something where he's just like, she's the best person in the whole world. Well, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marrying Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see he's this He's intelligent. You. He is satirical. Yeah. His version of punks, while very silly, are still like politically motivated. And I, They're very I really, meta. Mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoy that. And so I could get behind it and, um, yeah, I, I think it wouldn't be annoying day in and day out. Whereas mm-hmm. sometimes no. like a punked or a jackass yeah. day in and day out, I'd be like, can you fucking take something seriously for what? Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen actually <laughs> seems really like balanced and centered and not at all wacky in, in real, real life. life. Yeah, yeah, he seems like super, super serious. And yeah. I love that. I love the conversations, the late night talks that we'll have over like he knows wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. He is very like wine. He knows a lot about a lot. I think. Yeah, I don't get the impression that Ashen's that kind of guy. IRL. I think he is maybe with his friends and especially in that younger age. But I can't imagine him being that way with Mila Kunis. I, I don't think he's that way now. Right. No, I don't think he's that way now. And I don't think Johnny Knoxville is as much either. Right. I think he really genuinely was like that. Yes. When he was younger and probably of the three of them probably has the most prankster qualities. Yeah. Deep inside of deep him. Deep inside of him. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't think any of them are actively like 
zing, yeah. zing, zing all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I mean? I hope not. God. Yeah, please no. No. Um, and then I'm going to fuck Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. That He's, looks dirty and bad. It looks so, <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah. For you. In a good way. Yeah. In the, <laughs> the best way. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that man is a freak. I'm sure. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. He is a Pisces. Wow. Johnny Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Jesus. So what is Sasha Baron Cohen? I would Libra. guess. Libra. Oh. Oh wow! Wow! That <laughs> wow! I like that. <laughs> I love that Wait, for him. I yes. love that. Good for you. And Ashton Kutcher is an Aquarius. I love, yeah, interesting. That's okay, yeah. so we got. Two, I already knew what I was going to do, and that matches up exactly right. Two air signs and a water sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't. Okay. Knowing that, um, moving forward, I <laughs> am going to. Here's the thing. I want to marry Sasha Baron Cohen. I know. I really do. Yeah, but a little Libra and a... I can't. Yeah. I'm even going to struggle. After I learned that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> no, I love it. I love an air sign. <laughs> it, it does have that... He has that real Libra justice thing that I think that's, that as an Aries... But that's the thing with Aries and, and Libras. We either love each other or hate each I other. I love right? Libras. It's never a risk I've always I'm willing had, to take. I've always had good relationships with Libras. I can, yeah. actually can't think of one that I knew was a Libra that we didn't get along. So that's not an issue for me. It's more that like Isla Fisher did an interview where she, you know, cause they've been together forever. Right. Um, And that she really supports everything that he does. And, Mm -hmm. you know, is always in his corner, but it's very stressful because he'll go away and make these movies that are uh, very dangerous. Like we think that they're funny, but like in in truth, like he's putting himself in pretty dangerous scenarios. Right. And I do think that would be hard to be married to. I think Mm -hmm. it would be stressful. I do think anybody at this table who could do it would be Christina though. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd have to become like the exec producer or something like that to have some in that way so that I, I would have to have some control. So you feel like <laughs> feel like you had control, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think I could do it. I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, no, I'm gonna marry Ashton Kutcher. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna marry Ashton Kutcher. I like. like there's something just real chill about his yep. adult e- energy. Like yeah. when he was younger, maybe it was a little bit more kind of hectic. Juvenile but like, and everything. He seems to have really settled into a nice. I like him and yep. Mila Kunis together. Me too. too. And he's also. And I love how much he loves her. Yeah. yeah. And how much he respects her mm-hmm. and her abilities. Like he's just blown away. I think. Like you see, like half the time he's like blown away, like with how. Smart yeah, she is. How? Yeah. And they came under fire, which again, the internet is such Ugh. a weird place because they said that they weren't going to be leaving large fortunes to their children that like, they, I mean, their kids are going to be fine, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they're going to be fine. They're like, we'll invest in whatever, like if they want to start businesses, we'll help them get on their feet, all of that stuff. So they're going to yeah. be fine. They'll their be parents fine. are multimillionaires, mm-hmm. but that they were going to, they have it, they have a plan to leave the vast majority of their fortune to charities. Good for Wonderful, them. Man. Which I think Good is for them. so great. They, are very free with their money. They give to lots of organizations. They're very public about it. Um, yeah. So I just think that that's a nice I love it. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that for that's you. That's a nice life. I'm actually going to fuck Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, oh okay. You know, his BDE. Yeah, he does. And he has, he has a quality Libras in general. I feel like are very, they want to sit and like talk and talk and talk. Oh yeah. That's my, I mm. love, and yeah, I, our so marriage like is going to be full nice. of 
Yeah. 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 So I feel like I want to have a nice long date yes. with Sasha Baron Cohen leading up to the end of the night. He mm-hmm. gives foreplay vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's oh, some yeah. guys that think that blowjobs are foreplay. No. And you know, it's like he does not give that vibe. I have I mean, maybe for energy. some people it could be because I do think that there are some people who are turned on by the act by giving. Of giving. Yeah, of that's blow- true. So, I mean, but I do, I do think that, yeah. Pushing my head down in your lap is not is not it, bruv. <laughs> no, no. Maybe Although again, maybe for some people, yeah. Yeah, there's there's something for everyone out there. Um, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen gives me vibes that he's good with his fingers. Ooh, oh, doesn't he? Okay, yeah. like there's something like about. Hands. I think he's got like long fing- like big hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's not call him fingies though. Fingies. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. <laughs> he's got hands. Yeah, he's got a yeah. yeah. Good with his hands. Um, and then Johnny Knox. But like I said, like I I think he's matured nicely. He seems really yeah. cool in interviews. I like him. He's I just, gonna make a great yeah. friend. Yeah. The way I have literally changed our entire thing to FMF. Really, honestly. <laughs> I know. Sorry, it's guys. It's been I a just, rough time. Listen, mm-hmm. life is is too lifey right now. And uh, it's an FMF. Yeah. Um, I am going to also marry Ashton Kutcher. I, listen, yeah. I, I love that for you. He's got the best energy, man. Like, I just feel like, I feel like his prankiness kind of stemmed from a lighthearted uh, useful energy to me that yeah, is not some, nefarious. There's something a yeah. little nefarious about some of the jackass pranks I, or whatever. I think so but too about the Sasha Baron Cohen self destructive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the Sasha Baron Cohen ones too can almost uh, almost angle a little. I mean, I I agree with him politics 100. percent So I mean, for the most part, from what I know, there's almost an Andy Kaufman like yes. energy though, where it's just mm-hmm. like cause he lot. has to get so deep into character to be able to maintain that for months on end or whatever he's right. doing when he's filming that I imagine him coming Being home married to Borat right. for a year yeah. would and fucking him, suck and him having to come out of it probably yeah. takes time it would be yeah. a lot yeah. yeah it'd be a lot yeah at any rate I am yeah I feel like Ashton Kutcher's I love his energy I love he's pro woman I'm very very aligned with him on his political views I'm gonna fuck <laughs> yeah it's hard i know i'm like ah. i think there's good stuff in both I know, camps right yeah they sasha, both have things to offer you're right the sasha baron cohen hands yeah but, but also johnny knoxville's smoking he's hot got that he's got like a real kind, dirty boy yeah because here's the yes, thing he I, keep, I feel like we're gonna get messages about saying that he's smoking hot here's the thing i think he's one of those people who's like hotter than they should be yes right because, totally like, looking at him he's if, if someone just showed aged. me a picture of him and i knew nothing i'd be like eh. i gotta be honest it's like fucking gray hair for me yeah it's really spiced him up he it has <laughs> spiced him up he's got he's got like his dangerous old quality. van energy yeah and it's something like <laughs> oh i'm sorry old van yes listen like when you drive around it <laughs> i was thinking old vans like the tennis shoe which but i was like i can that. get on board also with that. but i don't think i can get on board no, with the van because the truth of the matter is <laughs> I'm like explain every okay okay we have all talked about this on our podcast before but like everybody's best sexual experience yes. of yeah. their life yeah yeah is with somebody that's like yeah he is old that van yes. you know yes. what I mean yes yeah yeah that it's just like 
they don't have their shit together. He does seem like a line cook. Yes. yes. He's got real line cook mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah. yeah. And like, but he's yeah. like head line cook. He's like the one the other line cooks <laughs> uh, turn to. He's, that- no, he's the one that all the other line cooks buy their drugs from. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He has. And it is, it is that. It's like you have drug dealer energy. Yes. yes. Exactly. And it's and like, it's, but it's hot. I you don't, don't want to examine. I, wanna, I don't want to marry it. I want to yeah. fuck it. Yeah, but exactly. But I, you're like, right. I'm gonna. I'm I, gonna fuck Johnny. I saw Knoxville. an overheard LA today <laughs> that made me laugh. Where it was like, a girl was like, "So we talked for two hours in his car, and now he wants to take me out for dinner." And the friend was like, "You cannot date your drug dealer." <laughs> She went to go pick up her ecstasy and just sat in his car for like two hours. And we had a connection. We had a connection. (laughs) No, no. honey. Maybe. Hey, you, it's catch and release. Catch and release. You know, honestly, you, you do that for a night. You have that, you have that memory in your spank bank and, but you let it go. You don't try to. I still live with a couple, a couple good reels. A little, a couple uh, good reel to reels up in here. They're the Mm -hmm. worst people you've ever met in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the worst. Imagining, yeah, actually Mm. trying to maintain a relation, like a healthy relationship or, This is best where we're at. I'm Wait, so are you going with Johnny Knoxville? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel, yeah. It's the right, wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like honestly, I might be intimidated by <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. He's like, got an intensity. do we have to like talk first or some shit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a good, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Christine are like, we want to talk. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. We just get it. <laughs> really good at dirty talk. Yes. Oh, play. oh my god. Oh god. What if he does it in those voices? Oh no! <laughs> Don't ruin it. Oh. <laughs> no one wants to He's fuck like, Borat. Hot no. My wife or Bruno. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. oh my god no, thank you do you think he'd wear that like um lime green banana hammer oh, oh god, god. <laughs> oh man well on that note we have a new uh patron we do we have a new patron so we want to give a big patron <laughs> patreon shout out to missy mccormick yay thank welcome. you for joining us welcome welcome we will get your patron rewards out in the mail and it will not be a lime green banana hammock um, i promise unless not yet right <laughs> <laughs> right uh my worst and uh let us know if, if that's the new rewards we should go after I'll create a level oh uh, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories sounds yes. good and we're back Okay, Cassie. <laughs> I didn't. Know. Sometimes I get confused about which break I'm supposed to say it and which one you say it. But oh. anyway, it was my turn, Cassie. I was, I'm just staring at you because I'm like, I dare not. <laughs> All right. So, uh, met a guy early 40s through a popular dating site. We chatted online for a bit before meeting face to face. I'd like to add that I'm an expat. I've lived in several countries and do not have the accent of my home country or even the area I grew up in. Sometimes in an app, you can put down your hometown. Sometimes I fill this in. Sometimes I leave it blank. In this instant, I decided to say where I was from. We agreed to do an activity for the date, which I bought the tickets for, and he said he'd pay me back on that night. You can already see where this is going. Yep. (laughs) So we do the activity, finish it, and go for drinks. The place is kind of busy, so I say, "I'll, I'll go get the drinks if you stay here at the table, and he agrees. I get the drinks, come back, and there's no mention of him paying for his ticket or the drinks I've just bought. I leave it as it is. I think the night is young. Let's just see where this goes. Yeah. Before we really even begin to drink, he looks at me and says, 
you sound nothing like my ex. Uh, oh, okay. In all, all right. seriousness. I fucking have, I don't have the energy <laughs> for this. Already. She's like, I already left. Bye. I'm out. <laughs> I won't lie. I was absolutely confused by this out of nowhere comment. I asked him to expand further on this comment. It turns out his ex-partner and the mother of his two children are from an area very close to my home area, which has a very distinct accent, which I absolutely do not have. He is disappointed by this as he likes this accent and specifically wanted to date me because I have it listed as my hometown. I'm telling you, so... I know we've talked about it on the um, on the podcast before the like robot sex dolls. Yeah. Oh my god! Like as soon as you combine that with mm. generative AI and men can just literally like weird science their Honestly. preferences in it. That's literally what they're gonna do because that's what they try to do with real human adult females and it's fucking gross. Honestly, good. Bye. I, I would say good, except for that <laughs> I don't think it's gonna prevent them from trying to take that into the real world. I don't think it will. I don't think it's going to be a thing where it's just like, and now all the problematic men just have their little, their little sex dolls in their corner mm-hmm. and they play with their that's dolls in I their want, corner. Keegan, don't ruin that, that's my what, future that's world. That's what I want too, but I have, I just, no, I'm afraid. Keegan, don't ruin my future but world. The, the idea that you can like, <laughs> that you can like kinko copy, like mm. something that you like. Literally from, kinko uh, It's copy. just like <laughs> fucking are, are you serious right now? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that mentality has kind of come with the apps, the apps in general, because it's oh, just yeah. like you're reading people's resumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what totally. I mean? Which is like not what we <laughs> And used on to your do. resume, you said you were born in this area. Right. Why isn't your accent matching? Yeah. It? I think people have this idea that they can just kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Uh, things about people you know i don't know absolutely what you said just like i want this accent with this, this kind of hair and yeah young, this it's height this insane. body type yeah. this mm-hmm. bra size sadly from here the date just gets more awkward he tells me that because he's such a proud and committed father oh god two kids that are over six but under 12 that he chooses to only work two to three days a week to allow him to be the best parent he can be, giving them all his free time. He then proceeds to tell me that with all of his free time, he spends his off days playing golf, using a boat to get the most of yeah. the area and live in, uh, we live in, and in the summer tanning. I was going to say, your kids are over six, under 12. They're in school. Yeah. So unless you're at home, yeah. homeschooling them on your days off, then you're not hanging out. You're not spending all your free time not working. Like yeah. find a job w- that coincides with their school hours. Like what are you talking about? However, because he only works two to three days a week, he's absolutely broke. Uh huh. And then goes on to mention that he just can't afford like owning a car. But you can afford golf. I know. And a golf boat? is expensive. Yeah. Yes. And a boating and a culture boat? notoriously expensive. Well, now we see where Maybe your he fucking lives on priorities boat. are. <laughs> right. Maybe he lives on the boat. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he can't. Forward. Okay. And uh, also going on holidays or big purchases. He mentions his financial situation at least four times throughout the day. Oh, God. Okay. Get it, dude. You're not paying me back for the fucking drinks and the ticket. I get it. <laughs> God. At the end of the day, he didn't offer to pay for the drinks I'd bought him all night or the ticket I'd purchased, of course. I also felt like I couldn't push him to pay for it as he'd spent the whole night telling me how broke he was. First of all, don't go on a date then. 
don't go yeah. on a date. You know what? Or don't I go, don't on, go a on a date, date. date that costs money. It's, like we talked about, there, you, there's plenty of free stuff that we can do, but ew, 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 for doing all this stuff and then laying down this like weird guilt, guilt trip. trip. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and didn't you say that they had discussed this before, that they'd be splitting things? I, it, or did they not? I don't know that it was stated. Okay. It does say, this is the kind of the wrap up real quick things. It says, uh, after the date, I sent the usual message. Thanks for the date. Hope you made it home safely. Hoping he'd respond with a thanks. Now let me pay for my share. He, you know, <laughs> he did say he'd pay her back for the tickets. That's what at I the thought. Beginning. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That You're there right. was, because like she went with the expectation that he That's was right. going to pay her pay back. back. And he did not. Yeah, of course not. Nope. He uh, then unmatched me a week later. Oh, <laughs> the gall. Well, bye. Yeah, bye. Oh, Lord. ew, ew. Disgusting. How weird to be like, your accent doesn't match my ex-wife's. Ew. Ugh. Well, and also like there's so much like vitriol out there for like, oh, women only date for free stuff or whatever. But I we've know. had plenty of stories where that's the other way around, too. Yeah. A <laughs> so lot, actually. Like, yeah, yeah, we've had a lot. Yeah. And also, too, I mean, we've said it multiple times. Christina, you said it a uh, hundred times when you were dating. Like, always have money. To Never, pay for your to, own to, shit. To pay for your own shit just in case. Yep. And mm-hmm. or offer, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. It's it, it's silly. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> men behaving badly. More men behaving badly. <laughs> we had a theme. Yeah. Okay. Dinner seemed to go all right, except that he drank most of a shared pitcher of margaritas by himself. Oh, then bro, bro. drank. All- Give me one margarita. I'm gonna open my <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Give me two margaritas. I'm gonna say something dumb. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's more accurate. <laughs> Then drank all the liquor I had at home. Ooh. I was kind of irked, so we go searching for more. Ooh. The first place was closing up. It's Sunday. So he goes up and bangs on the windows, <gasps> loudly demanding that they sell us some beer no. and calling them assholes no. while I die of embarrassment. Guess what's I'm not like, going to happen? I'm Homer Simpson myself out of that yeah. situation. Oh, like no, no, into no. the bushes. I- could not my secondhand embarrassment no. i could and it's not even secondhand it's adjacent yeah and embarrassment. I'm like, you're with him yeah exactly with the cops coming anytime now uh-uh. yeah yeah no no also just like i have so much empathy for people who work yes in like any kind of retail any Ugh. kind of like you work at a liquor store Ugh. people who work at liquor stores God, mm. they have to see some shit. You I gotta know be honest, that's not the one, too. I'm not trying to test that. No. No. <laughs> if anybody's got a shotgun behind the oh, counter, it's, it's people hunt. who yeah. work at liquor stores. Absolutely. Yeah. At the next place, after they served us, he casually said, oh, yeah, I don't have any money, so you're going to have to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Another broke dude. Yep, and a parenthetical. Not that I expected him to pay for my beer, but go. he expected me to pay for pay his. Pay for his. Sir. In conversation, he mentioned that his favorite book was Ulysses and compared himself to Jack Kerouac. <laughs> Wait. The fucking wow. audacity. I wow. look, I made a TikTok a while back about wow. red flag bookshelves. Yeah. And uh, on the road, I didn't say it in that in mm. that TikTok, but mm-hmm. it, if on the road is up there, it's one of those where I'm just like just my my interests are pe- yeah. I'm listening. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like my ears what are do you like about up. it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about it? yeah I'm, not, I'm not gonna automatically put you in the asshole category, but I just I'm but I have a pink flag here. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention. Pink, pink flag mm-hmm. on the play. <laughs> so for to you for you to say that, you know, you you're comparing yourself to Jack Kerouac, okay. So a drunk 
broke mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, Which, you know who I'm like? Ulysses. <laughs> or Jack Kerouac. Or Jack Kerouac. Yeah. I am on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Cool. I asked him what kind of movies he liked, only for him to snottily retort that he watches films. Oh. Okay. I watch okay. films. Okay, okay, Arclight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Slow down. There are like three people that listen to our <laughs> podcast that will get that joke. Yeah. But Arclight always gives me like film mm-hmm. vibes because mm-hmm. they never do the pre-show entertainment. Everyone and they always at the yes. end. Yes. Yes. It's so true. <laughs> that was something I'd it's never real. experienced. It's a real theater. Experience. I don't like it. Chill out. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Right? Okay. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, okay. It's not an art house film. Yeah, Calm it. down. This is a film. I had never experienced that until I moved to LA. Oh, it's people so- applauding at the end of movies. Oh, geez. I was just like, I, I mean, unless you're at a screening. Which yeah. I'm like, that makes sense. But yeah. like, you're just going to go to fucking like, <laughs> yeah. What? The Regal ex- Cinema and clap at the end? <laughs> what are you doing? I experienced that, at I think, at the end of the, one of the Lord of the Rings movies. I think people were just really so excited about it. That is such a cool movie. And I I love that. I think me, it's, it's a feat. It's different if it's like one of those, like the last Harry Potter and you went at midnight and it's mm-hmm. this collective experience. Oh, yeah. Like those kinds of things. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's the end of an era. You know what I yeah. mean? But I'm like, yeah, just like going to watch the hangover and fucking <laughs> at the end. Like, yeah, um, stop. I'm sorry. He watches film. <laughs> films. <laughs> I'd like to know what his definition of films are. Um, he had, <laughs> this is the funniest because they're on a first date. He had me read a short story he wrote (laughs) that, frankly, was pretty terrible. But when I offered polite criticism, he got angry and said, I just didn't understand. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. That was the problem with being a natural writer, he said. No one understands. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just such a good writer that you don't get it. (laughs) How awkward is that? Oh, my God. You know. Cassie, you would unzip your skin and walk away. Absolutely crawl out of that someone i would crawl like that thing in the, like a scary movie uh-huh. like all backwards and shit like yeah <laughs> you're crab walking out yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here i is there anything worse than someone watching you read something <gasps> yes. they wrote dude like any singing, silently watching you sing a song are not talent shows no <laughs> they're not they're not you save that shit for like america's got talent or the voice or yeah. whatever just like be a person on a date you can say you like writing but uh, making somebody like do that shit on a first date is Ugh. so fucking cringe it's yeah. so, so cringe i would feel so uncomfortable reading oh. something someone wrote with oh. them like staring me down the oh. whole time oh. just in oh. silence just oh no no uh. no, no. <laughs> at one point during the evening he wanted to check on his dog he said it wasn't far but it turned out to be a long drive to the middle of nowhere nothing was open and I had to pee really badly it was the most resentful roadside pee imaginable <laughs> oh, <laughs> pissed no. I had to pull over at night and pee on the side of the road Ugh. After he snapped at me about not understanding his writing, I said I was tired and he should go. He asked me for three doll hairs for gas. No. Three dollars for gas. Wow. I wanted him gone so much that I actually gave it to him. Then I deleted his number. Wow. I <laughs> three give you a, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a twenty just to get the fuck out of here. Jesus. Oh my god. God. No, that's too much. He's an artist. He's an artist. Yeah. Nobody okay. understands. People just don't understand. kind of like what you want people to do with your, your work. Understand. Is understand yeah. that. I think that is the goal mm-hmm. for most people. For writing. But he's a natural writer, Cassie. <laughs> oh. People my, just don't get it. My bad. My bad. 
It's like one run on sentence. <laughs> it's the short story. <laughs> All right. So I talked to this guy for a while. I was still very new to online dating and hadn't learned a few of the basic rules yet, like meeting for just coffee on the first date. Mm. Anyways, he seemed pretty normal when we spoke, and he told me he was also an accountant like me. He invited me out for dinner and a movie, and I thought, sure, why not? So he picks me up from my place. Second, no, no, that's a mistake I'll never make again. Mm -hmm. And I swear before we even leave my street, it comes over me. He's a bit weird and I'm not really keen at all. Uh Uh-oh. Whatever, I'm here now, so may as well get dinner and sit through a movie. Okay, dinner and a movie. In the 20-minute drive there, he tells me about his job, which sounds absolutely nothing like accounting at all. Like he doesn't even know what an accountant is. Uh Yeah, you know the second you said accountant, all I could think of was that TikTok trend. Where they're like, when they say, what do you do? Say, I'm an accountant. It's yeah. like, nowadays, I'm like, I don't even trust you. If yeah. you tell me you're an accountant, I'm like, what do you do? No, yeah. really. Explain it to me. Like, I'm five. Let's, let's see. Uh, he tells me about his dating history and his last quote unquote girlfriend who he had dated for three whole weeks. Oh, that's not a that's girlfriend. Not a, yeah. Yeah. A brief encounter. Yeah. He, he still spoke to her and even brought her kid along to their romantic oh. weekend away. So for dinner, he takes me through the drive through of McDonald's. So, not even oh, the well, walk in. You know the what? Drive through. I would rather. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to sit through a fucking sit down. <laughs> keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll take a number one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fine. He then informs me that the movie that we're going oh, to God. see. <laughs> Is it a film? Is it a film? What film? what film is it <laughs> is actually a movie marathon <laughs> oh. no and it's the last three fast and nope. the furious no, no. Movie. <laughs> no. i'm out fam nope. we're no. done no i no 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 those movies are long as fuck long. too they're so, so fucking long. long you're there forever <laughs> so many car noises yep. i don't <laughs> Oh, and it's also at the drive-ins. Oh, fuck. So I can't even sneak out. (laughs) At this point, I'm wondering how the hell I'm going to get out of this. So we drive from the McDonald's to the drive-ins. Hold on. You can't spring a movie marathon on somebody. Three movies. You cannot. Because for me, if we're talking various movies, that's that's like six hours. That's like seven hours. I can't do it. Like, do you know how many times I have wanted to watch Wakanda Forever here at home? Mm. But every time I go to watch it, it's It's like over three hours. And I'm like, I simply can't commit. And I'm in my house. Like, I cannot. Like, it's too much. You have to warn me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then i'm gonna be away from the house for seven hours yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. suddenly i have a dog i have to take care right of. <laughs> oh i can't i can't be away that long oh my gosh so we drive from mcdonald's to the drive-ins which is only about 10 minutes away before we even get there he's told me about how often he and his ex th- the three week three week ex used to have sex okay and asked me in my relationships how often i had it why don't you go back to your three-week ex? It sounds like yeah, you, you really you. hung up on that person. Obviously, I told him I didn't want to talk about that stuff on a first date. I'm thinking, get me the fuck out of here. I'm really into this film. <laughs> the movie starts. Vin Diesel's talking. <laughs> and I'm practically leaning out of the window to stay as far away from him as I can. He puts his hand on oh. my leg oh, God. and I push it off. And he says, what? I'm not going to finger you, babe. Oh, that is the little oh. babe is there anything worse than someone you don't want calling you babe calling you babe no yeah, like, no oh gross no, no. and no. it's not even that i thought you were gonna do that i'm like don't touch me it's literally don't touch me don't, don't touch, touch me. no touchy 
I'm seriously considering just making a run for it, but I had no way home and I had just moved to the city, so I didn't know anyone to call to come and get me. After awkwardly sitting through two of the three oh, movies. God, I'd pretend to get sick. <laughs> pretend to throw up. You gotta... Uh, like, <laughs> I would just like start farting or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him it's late and I need to go home because I have to work in the morning. I didn't. And he says, no worries. He'll take me home. So on the most awful drive back to my house, he tells me he's had a great time and asks me if I want to be his girlfriend. No. Thinking I better just say yeah so he doesn't ditch me in the middle of nowhere. I say, yeah, yeah, maybe. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's That's about exactly <laughs> what you want to hear when you ask somebody if they want to be your partner. Also, sure, asking yeah, somebody to be your girlfriend on a first date Ugh. is so fucking cringe. cringe. It it's- happened to me. <gasps> no. It did. It did. That is 15-year-old behavior. It's Christina. so. This, in this lifetime. It happened to me. And I, an adult. I feel like I talked about it. I think you, the, I think you, it's ringing bells. I think yeah, you did. It, it was, was a, obviously ages ago. It was the, the guy that took me on a putt-putt date that <gasps> oh was like super, like super, super Christian and had yes. been a virgin until he was over 40. I remember this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I do. I'm going to have to dig I remember. Back. I remember. Oh. But yeah, I mean, it was a good date. It was It fine, wasn't that good. It wasn't was like, be your girlfriend good. No. 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 Don't, I'm not on a first date. Mm, not the first date. <laughs> not the first date. <laughs> um, so he says, cool. Next time, I'm going to take you to meet my mom and dad. <gasps> oh. And then tells me about <laughs> how his mom bought his three-week ex a really expensive diamond bracelet and how she never gave it back when she left him and how much of a bitch she was. Three weeks. <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> Stop it. When she left him. I mean, that's just deciding like, not to go like, on any more dates. That's fine. not even like she didn't leave him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Finally, we pull up <laughs> in my street and I practically run out of the car saying, thanks, talk to you later. Bye. And oh my bolt God. into my house. I immediately block him and remove him from Facebook and Tinder. Yeah, but he knows where you live. <sighs> thinking, thank God that's over. He messages me not even 15 minutes later asking why I block him. I try politely to say he's way too full on and I'm not interested. And he replies with a tirade of, this is the third date this week that's gone wrong and direct quote, fine, I guess I'll go fuck 17 year old. <gasps> Nine one one emergency. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Ooh. Hi, you're the problem. <laughs> it's, it's you. you. It's you. Whoa. The kicker, he messaged me on Facebook again a few months later with, hey, babe, what's happening? <gasps> oh, and then I reply with, are you fucking kidding oh, me? that's the appropriate response. Yeah. He's like, what? We haven't even met yet. Why are you being a bitch? The fuck are you talking about, you dumb piece of shit? <laughs> oh, To which no. I tell him, in fact, I had the distinct displeasure of being stuck <laughs> in a car with him for six hours and to never fucking message me again. <laughs> wow. Oh, my wow. God. That is a crime. Block and report. Honestly, yeah. screenshot, fucking yeah. send that out. That's a fucking predator. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like that. Six hours of Fast and the Furious. Just no. And no. with a guy that thinks it's okay to write that out to somebody. What a fucking garbage peel. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Be safe out there, folks. Woof. Be safe. No Fast and Furious marathons. <laughs> 
and uh, <laughs> only serious films. Only, only serious, serious films, films only. only. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to take five and we'll come back with the tainted love? Yeah. And we're back. And I have the tainted love story that uh, I'm going to be sharing with you guys today. And I did tell the ladies that I was mm-hmm. yelling at my computer watching some of this yesterday. So nervous, <laughs> nervy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and and I'll explain as I go through. Um, so I got a lot of my information from a People Investigates, which I fucking love. Yeah, I, People like, Investigates is pretty good. Yeah, they really do their research. Um, there were what is that on now? So I feel like I watched a bunch of them a do, while ago. They do publish like uh, in their their magazine uh, like stories, but oh. then they also do have a show it's on, on Max ID. Right? Yes, okay, which is on Max. Okay, so ID is now on Max. Yes, um, so. Yes. Yeah. Really good information. I also uh, read a Medium article um, by a Robin Bearfield, which I normally, normally hard love Medium for their, mm-hmm. their articles. However, I will tell you that I left some things out that didn't cross over with some of the other information that I received, see, um, like read and yeah. also found. Medium's a really good jumping off point, but you do have to kind of yeah. cross reference because I think yeah. the thing about Medium is like, anybody I think kind of write on there so it's a great place to find stories that's exactly right yeah yeah I found that this article was heavily written to a certain narrative that Mm. I didn't necessarily believe in okay um which actually kind of matched the older uh 48 hours which I did watch as well and so there was a 48 hours that was done initially a 48 hours follow-up that was done Mm. afterward and so that's the the most of my and I'm kind of taking you there because I want you to understand where my frustrations come from from this story. Can I okay. just say I cannot and I love 48 hours, you know I do. Forensic files in 48 hours though for some reason I cannot stay, stay awake. awake. No. Like there is something about like the tone and cadence of those shows that I'm just like night night. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> makes me so sleepy. I'm 2020s with- like that for mm-hmm. me. I'm that way with like you said forensic files 100%. It's like I'm out lights out. It's melatonin. Yeah. That's my hotel go to. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You you trained me on that actually. Yeah. Thank H- you. HLN man. Yeah. <laughs> Ever host to it, the voice of the person who does mm-hmm. the forensic files it's yeah yeah honestly start a sleep podcast (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) 10 out of 10 would do (laughs) um first 48 as my other one oh yeah first 48 is my other okay anyway so it's it's the 90s it's like 94 95 we're heading into mid 90s i mean you see the flannel you see it grunge is everywhere exactly we're in alaska it's (laughs) big oil country and this is you know like Anchorage, Alaska at that time is just fucking booming. It's big oil and big money everywhere. But it's also like 90% populated by men. Yep. And <laughs> Michelle, as we know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michelle Hughes. Um, I'm saying Michelle, but her name is Michelle, but she, it is spelled M-E-Shelle. So I don't know why I'm saying it that way, but it is Michelle. Okay. Her and uh, one of her friends decide to take a trip to Alaska. And while they're there, they're like, a fucking money pit and michelle's like fuck it i'm moving from louisiana i'm gonna go make some money so that i can pay for my vet school because vet school has been her dream and she wants to go back to school and she's like i can make a fucking killing up here being a dancer dude Mm. secure the bag fucking a fuck yeah she i mean 
So she worked for, wait for it, the Great Alaskan Bush Company. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. We wow wow. We love a pun. Mm. <laughs> and so did they. It's apparently like the premier bar there. And <laughs> she becomes a really fucking popular dancer. She's this really, really cute girl, you know, blondes, you know, everybody is just even the other dancers that they interviewed were like, she is so fucking good. Like not only did she have the looks, she had the charisma. People wanted to be around her. She had this magnetic just style of dancing too. That like, just like, what is your fucking, you know, poison girl? Cause you are killing it like this. It's like she was built for this job. She was blowing down the doors and she was very popular. And so she attracted a lot of attention from a lot of guys. One of these guys that she meets is um, a really shy fisherman by the name of Kent Lepnick. Kent is in Alaska. He was there looking for a fresh start. He's originally from Michigan. Um, His family owned some retail outlets in the Midwest. And while Kent was running one of the stores, he became involved in an embezzlement scheme racking up about a hundred thousand dollars in the in money that basically from his parents you know company Bro. yeah Bro. stealing from your parents hey. from your parentals don't love it no mm-hmm. so this is kind of his and here's my thing he's pushed out of his family business but there's no mention of prison there's no no mention of like him any jail time no significant consequences no significant consequences because mommy and daddy are like you know what just don't do it again slap on wrist go move to alaska so he actually his move to alaska was because he ran into um one of his friends was had a fishing boat and was like, you know what? You could just make a really good killing up here. There's a lot of money to be made. Fishermen make a lot of money. Um, so he did, he moves and he's like kind of fell in love with it. And he's, he is, he's kind of this shy guy, you know, not a ton of friends, but like, you know, nice enough to get along with. And he literally, he goes to the club, the Bush company. Yeah. He sees Michelle and he is smitten immediately well join the club yeah honestly Mm -hmm. (laughs) truly he's smitten he starts coming to the club every single night he you know just to meet up with her at the end of the night he's like there all the time just a constant very quiet and not you know unassuming he's not bothering anybody or anything like that you know i think that that's kind of having danced before in my life you never really wanted like your significant other to show up at your club you know it's just it can lead to fights it can lead to well were they dating at this point well at this point yeah they were talking and so she he within a month has asked her to marry him stop it stop it he's like i'm in love with you i michelle am so uncomfortable (laughs) by all of this just like i was i was already uncomfortable when you were like he was coming to the club every single day i'm like this is exactly why i can't be a dancer and be like no that kind of attention freaks me out when people come on that strong that fast mm-hmm. well buckle your biscuits because uh, you ain't gonna like this story uh, i don't want to. so uh this is shocking actually to some of the people around town because most of the people in town thought that kent was actually gay they were like oh okay well is this kind of some kind of cover relationship because we're pretty certain that he's a gay man and so they're like, okay, let's really solidify our relationship so we can put some of these questions to rest. And oh. they, they, they go and 
they get a business together. They're like, okay, let's, we're like a couple. We're doing things coupley. Uh-huh. And so they go and get, uh, buy this fishing boat so that he can ha- start his own fishing business. Last person in the world I want to start a business with, by the Somebody way, is who the embezzled $100,000 from his hair yeah. rents. Yeah, anyway. girl, you can kiss that vet money. Goodbye. Yeah, how, right. how long have they been seeing each other now? Uh, it was a month. When I mean, they got a boat together? Uh, it was right after that. It was Dude. very Dude. close after. They didn't give us a like a direct timeline that I saw, but yeah. We don't like that. Don't no, love it. I, I'm going to break out in hives. So the couple decides, though, too, because she's like, well, what if anything happens to you? Fishing is a very dangerous business. If something happens to you, we should put you know a life insurance policy on you. Mm-hmm. Me as well, just in case anything goes shits up. Oh yeah, let's no, get some life insurance I'm, policies. I'm looking at life insurance policies yeah. right now for Buying a house. for Eric and I because yeah, the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you and Eric have been together for a considerable yeah. amount yeah. of time <laughs> Not and are getting married. Like, yeah. uh, well, they're I getting was, married too. If, so. I was da- <laughs> if I was dating someone for a month and they were like, hey, how about we get a life insurance policy on you? I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> what in the dateline are you yeah, talking uh-uh. about? <laughs> no, 911. I'm sending you straight to jail right away. <laughs> you're, exactly. You're, you're DMing Keith Morrison. You <laughs> yeah. better get your ass Just out so here. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm alerting all of you. We need code words for situations like that. Dennis Murphy. Dennis Murphy. <laughs> so again the couple takes out this big life insurance policy a million dollars on kent and then the insurance company though by the way they they were like we can put this on him but hers has to only be like one hundred fifty thousand because she's not gonna be on the boat actively mm-hmm. so this is not something her life's not necessarily in danger with this job his is right, right. so it, it, it is a little it a little off but at any rate makes sense though yeah but the yeah. whole point is is again that if if anything should happen heaven forbid they're going to be able to pay off this business expense right mm-hmm. um so kent he's happy he's just you know really excited he can't wait for his parents to meet his new bride to be michelle um and kent invites his father to town so that he can meet michelle so they can start planning making wedding plans etc cetera, etc cetera. um she just doesn't show up to the dinner. So Kent's there left, you know, <laughs> sitting with his dad at dinner like, yeah, she'll be here. It's not a good first impression. Oh, it's not. God. It's not. And they interview his dad on the dateline and he was like, or on the 40 hours and he's like, and she just doesn't show up. It's There's nothing worse than trying to defend your <sighs> new partner to your parents or to your like close friends yes. or whatever. Where you're like, no, yeah. no, no, they're really great. I promise. I'm going to call them right now. Like, oh, oh no. my God. The stress. So the way awkward. this triggered me to a, a story of my own that mm-hmm. I don't have time to go into, but it was just like, oh, I think we've all been there where you're just like, no, I promise. I promise. They're a really great person. <sighs> and you're like, that should be your red flag right there. Yep. Yeah. But it's all downhill from there. It's not even three days later that uh, the electric company is up in Hope, Alaska, or well, I guess down compared to compared to <laughs> Anchorage. But uh, this is about ninety miles south of Anchorage. They're checking power lines. They stumble across a dead body. They quickly are able to identify the body as Kent Lepnick. Oh, he is has his wallet on him he has all of his you know jewelry or whatever anything like that he would have he also has in his pocket an an addendum to his to the um life insurance life insurance policy hmm. naming 
no longer taking basically Michelle's name off of it and putting on like his like family, like his parents hmm. or whatever to the policy. Whoa. So immediately police are like, hmm, who's this Mich- Michelle chick? So they go back into Anchorage and someone like, that's not going to get a million dollars. Right. Right. Exactly. So they go into um, into the city, into Anchorage, and they are immediately like, who is this Michelle person? The body that had been found had multiple bullets. So he had been shot in the the head, in the face, in the stomach, as well as in the back. So three shots. They've all been um, from a 44 Magnum Desert Eagle. So this gun, I don't know if you're familiar, how familiar you guys are with guns. This is a big fucking gun, right? So a Desert Eagle is like, it's heavy. Yeah, a it's lot of heavy, kickback. Lots of kickback. It's a very cumbersome. It's a big fucking gun. It's not a popular gun. A lot, a lot of people have this kind of gun. So they're like, okay, well, at least this is kind of going to help us maybe narrow down. If we can find out who has this kind of gun, this will help maybe narrow the field. A mm-hmm. registry would be really convenient for that. Gosh. Mm. <laughs> what? Interesting. That's weird. I'm just what saying. a weird idea. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just come up with that now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, you're smart. It's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, we should, trademark that. Yeah. We should just get that out there. Um, again, also on Kent is this thing, leads to Michelle. They go into the city. Um, the, well, they, Michelle lives in a place called Wasilla and she's living in this home with two other guys, a guy named John Carlin the third and his son, John Carlin the fourth. They get to Wasilla. They see that Michelle and these two guys are out in back in one of the outback or outbuildings. And they're like going through stuff that seems to be Kent stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. But nobody, and I, there's no real clarity on that. Again, there's, there's things that aren't fully clarified. There's things that are said, but not fully clarified. In fact, on some of the things, like when they were showing like letters and stuff, I would pause it to read it because I hate when they just pull certain stuff to mm-hmm. make you feel a certain way about it. You're like, sure, you're pulling that word, but that didn't, that's not what that note is right. implying. Mm-hmm. So it's just taking a lot of stuff out of context. That's really what the story had has kind of ended up being is trying to put back the context to a story that has been, very pushed and swayed it's an important thing to remember and to call out and i know we've done it before but it bears repeating that like when you're watching these shows that we all enjoy like we all watch dateline we listen to it it's cop porn yeah i mean and and it's like it's entertainment it's tv like they're going to try and create a compelling narrative Mm -hmm. like one way or the other they have an objective yeah like you entertain never lose sight of the fact that there's an objective here. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that I got to see both sides because both sides were very heavily like portrayed. And so it was like me trying to piece together what made the most sense. So at any rate, she explains to the the officers that when they got there, she's like, yes, I do have a relationship with Kent. He is my fiance. However, we have a really unique relationship. And you can hear her on the thing, like her talking about it. She also has, you'll hate this, Keegan. She has a really baby voice. Oh, God. Like Sexy baby. It's, it's oh. a very quiet voice. And I don't think it's like a put on necessarily, but it is it's very. It's just her voice. It's just her voice. I mean, my apologies then yeah. for having that response to your natural <laughs> voice. But I just feel like so many people put that on as like, and, and it's weird. It's weird yeah. that we mm. find that hot. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it it's is. sexy baby. Yeah. The officers are like, hey, well, you know, the reason we're here is we actually found Kent's body. And the police are saying that they are suspicious. She's not asking questions. However, on the 48 hours that I watched, they shared the actual audio of when they tell her. And the first thing she says is what happened? Like when? What happened? So she's like asking the exact questions that they're like, oh, she didn't ask any questions. Like she just knew that he. I'm like, no, I literally just heard her say it on this so yeah, hmm. so it doesn't align on that. That was one of the first again. Things then that it wasn't makes you feel up. like they are have trying a point of view yes. right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. So at any rate, she tells them she's like, you know, he, you know, he does have, uh, you know, a gun. Um, she's like, when they asked her, they're like, hey, does he have anything to gain? You know, does anyone have anything to gain by his, you know, death? And she's like, well, we. We do have, you know, nobody. She's like nobody I can think of, but we do have a insurance life policy, life insurance policy. She's like tattling on herself immediately, like, oh, well, we do have this money. It's not like you they're not going to find out. Yeah, yeah. they're going to find out. It looks better if you're just like, oh, yes. totally. And, and you know, in her mind, she's like, oh no, I don't know why anybody else would want to do this, right? And so she kind of start, starts talking to them a little bit more. Um, she's like telling about the life insurance. She's like literally laying it all on the table for them. And she explains to the police that their relationship is unique because they don't have sex because Kent actually likes men. She tells the police that his family doesn't know. And it's funny to me. One of the things that I always look for is like when, when they were sharing the audio, she's like, he's, you know, he's a gay man. She's like, his family doesn't know. She talks about him in the present. Mm -hmm. She never, ever, the years from talking to him about he's as though he's still alive. So it's one of those things that I know a lot of people look for. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she, they only past talked tense. about him past tense. Yeah. She's talking about this guy like he could show up any minute. Mm-hmm. And she's like, please don't tell his family. She's protective of this relationship and she's protective of this knowledge because she also knows that he, even in passing, doesn't want his family to know that. I and hate that this that is a narrative. Makes, but makes sense, you know, that like the, the quick quote unquote courtship, like they mm-hmm. both stood... She gained the protection mm-hmm. of having a husband in in Alaska where sure. she's doing this kind of work that gives her a lot of like attention from men or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now she's got that as a wall of protection and he's got the protection of like he's married to this yeah. hot oh, chick. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that makes a lot more sense now. Their yes, their relationship did. and stuff together. They probably just formed a fast yeah. friendship. And it and it seems like that makes it you, you, your explanation makes total sense of the way that in which, and th- I think that the show is not going that direction. Mm, They're mm-hmm. like, oh, she's just a player because she is a dancer, you guys. So she's out there with her feminine wiles. One of the things that doesn't help her, oh, okay, is that she she does also tell police she's like i actually do have a boyfriend i kind of am in a relationship this is recent he is a guy that is you know his name's scott hilke um and that she'd actually just returned from a trip with him to lake tahoe in california well is scott in does he know all the stuff well, Scott knows like the the there apparently were, that she's in this relationship. I, I the extent we're not sure. He's a traveling salesman, so he doesn't live live there. He's coming in and out. Scott's going because through a they divorce. Could have, they could have an agreement. You know what I sure. mean? Where it's just like 
I know you're getting married to this guy for security and cover and like I, it's open and we can still I will see tell each other. you that the 48 hours does interview him that's not the vibe but he's also trying to very much separate himself um, from from this scenario. situation so yeah. um can um he he's married at the time but he's in the process of going through a divorce he is also quickly smitten with michelle he also has already proposed what is going on <laughs> even though she he knows that she's already engaged to kent so mm-hmm. apparently he's he not did divorced know. yet yeah no Pe- it doesn't matter okay doesn't matter but that's okay that's only one part so she's proposed to from scott so mm-hmm. now she's engaged to scott as well as kent wait so she accepted yes both propo- what yes well because the kent one is you know yeah but you have to actually follow through with one of you can't marry them both listen she's like 18 19 years old she's like sure sounds good oh, and also no. too these are like older guys so they're like showering her with gifts and whatever right but it doesn't stop there <laughs> Her housemate, John Carlin III, she's also having a romantic relationship with. Amazing. She's playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah, in a real way. Yeah. So her and her and Kent are living with John Carlin the third uh-huh. and his son, John Carlin the fourth. And they're living together in this house. And it seems Wait, so she's living with this guy and his dad? Yeah. And her fiance. And, and she's in a relationship with Scott. John Carlin the third. Okay. Yes. So she's in a relationship Kent. with two of the men in this house. Yes. And the other one is one of the guy's dads. Is the traveling salesman. Yes. And then the traveling salesman stays with her when he's in town. So well, she's got all three of her lovers under one roof. I, at one point. You hate it. You hate it. You hate I, it. I really don't. It's, you just I'm, don't love it for sure. I'm sweating. <laughs> she's young though. Listen, I mean, like we're talking like an 18, 19, like under, under 21 year old. This is. Dude, I mean, you're about to find consequences. Yeah. yeah. Consequences. Yeah. yeah. So. At any rate, John Carlin. Who the heck is John Carlin the third? He's Mr. Big Man, Mr. Big Money Bags. He had a big settlement from his old job in New Jersey. And after getting this big payout, he's like, you know where this money is going to go further? Alaska. So he moves his happy butt to Anchorage. He uses those deep pockets to get the attention of the ladies at the Bush Company. He's into it. John is also quite taken with Michelle. Michelle and apparently at the Bush company if Michelle was with a patron too long John would give the eye I listen could men be more predictable <laughs> it's, it's like very, it's very... just like uh, do, you, do you think you're unique or special they're like oh oh the uh, hot blonde 19 year old yeah. at the strip club nobody else is into nobody her, else right? is into her no, like I, no i think that they that's the thing it's a trophy right and Ugh. also that thought would be like well i know she's faking with everyone else but it's but real we, with me. We, i just me, know and we I have a connection you're like okay oh, honey, all right okay baby sweet angel <laughs> cool, cool 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 um and he's you know at the you know john is professing his love he knows that the thing with kent from you know from per her is like this is just a ruse he's like happy to have you guys live here it's fine your secret's safe with me as long as you marry me because i'm going to propose to you on christmas of 1995 he proposes 
And this is she got those third. rings stacked, I know. stacked up. I know. Like, yeah. what is, was Scott come over? She takes like off Super one. Bowl rings. Yes. <laughs> She's putting one on each finger. What is that? She Thanos. got Thanos. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Infinity stuff. She's, she's racking them up. <laughs> now, this is the other thing, though, too. I We're making fun and we're joking about this, but she is a young girl. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, people are the, the way that, the 48 hours, the way this the, the article was written, it, people are like, oh, she's a hot bunny dancer just asking to get her, you know. I mean, sure, she's I, she's fucking around and she's going to find out. But the yeah. thing of it is, is that... Does nobody remember what 19-year-old hi. is like? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, 19-year-old right. hot. Here's the thing, though. I'm, and I'm going to play a little bit of, of devil's advocate at the table because, yes... We all did dumb shit when we were 19. And I think using the narrative that she's a dancer, that she's hot, that she's stupid, all of that stuff is bullshit and misogyny and gross. And I hate it all. However, saying at 19, I would have known better than to say, I would have felt the danger of saying yes to three different proposals and having all those balls going at the same time under one roof. I would have known better. Like I can honestly say that. And I'm willing to, to, you know, like... I was too much a of lot a of dumb pe- shit that I did. People pleaser. I would have yeah. been too afraid of of hurting someone's feelings. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just saying, like, there's a lot. I don't think that we can but always they, say that, like, oh, someone's a teenager, so it's just like carte blanche to fucking like yeah. do whatever. I I'm not trying to say that, but I'm what I'm trying to say is that it's not because she was a dancer. She's right. not Agreed. some. You know what I mean? She's and the idea that she's, you know like some kind of like she's like this kind of like viper like mm-hmm. she's uh-huh. the, the, way the mastermind the narr- of, yes the yes. narration behind it is that she is some she's a man-eater right and she's taking going, all yes. responsibility yeah. away from men and who actively knew things men's. and made these choices real yeah. real adult Absolutely. old men's i agree with you on the on that she's 100%. not some viper and she wasn't going in there she didn't i don't think she was like some nefarious monster like they're trying to make her out to be mm. they're trying to make it like oh she had this plan this has always been her thing right to be this big bad bitch and it's go kind after of like people it's like what story i told last week with theora hicks where it's like you want to put all of the responsibility on this young woman that, yeah and no responsibility on this older man like yeah. like they came in and fucking hypnotized you and made yeah. you do shit and it's just like that's not no you made choices too yeah. in this yeah. situation and i think that that's kind of the case too because there's none of these men act the way that the reporters talk about it mm-hmm. so you don't have john talking about how she came in and wild used her wiles to mm. you know do this even scott you know who's trying to like put an arm's distance between the whole scenario is like never was like i mean she was a beautiful woman you know of course i was attracted to her blah 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 the so end. they're not saying that they felt manipulated or whatever but that's the narrative that got is being it, got given it, got it. by like the 48 hours and also the article is like that she was some kind of temptress that's gross just yeah it was yeah. it's just awful at any rate this is there's a lot going on here right so she's got three fiancés one is found dead um john's son um you know the fourth the fourth says that during that time his dad was with him he and then of course michelle and scott have the alibi so all three of them have solid provable alibis that they were not where Mm -hmm. they you know they were nowhere near hope this is 90 minutes away this is not close none of them were near there 
and in fact, two of them weren't completely out of the state. However, there is a surprise because meanwhile, back in Michigan, when the news arrives to the Kent family or Kent's family, he is that he's been killed. The parents, the mom and dad are like, what? Of course, they just left, right? That dad was just there. When he, as soon as he got home, almost days later, they got received a, a mail, like a letter from Kent. And in the letter was another letter. That letter said, don't open this letter in some in case something happens to me. Unless oh something happens? God. Right. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Unless something happens to me. And so they were like, holy shit. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they open it oh, up. Oh, that would be so ominous. Can you imagine? Mm. In the letter, Kent was like, if anything happens to me, it was Michelle, <gasps> John, and Scott. They were all involved in it. So they're like, um, hi, we have this letter from the grave, basically. Also, if any of you ever send me something that says don't open. <laughs> it's already been I'm opened. Opening so it I opened immediately. it immediately. Yeah. Yes, yeah. because like the <laughs> thing I always opened. think, because we've, we've covered several stories that have had this element in there that's like, if something happens to me, it was this person. I'm like, if that's how you're feeling, remove yourself from that's those right. people right away. Because that's like, right. if you're already feeling like I need to send an emergency like yeah. letter to my parents that something might happen to me because of these people. You gotta Don't go get to away. the post office. Go to the fucking airport. Yes. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the thing of it is too, is that I think that, you know, this is literally, like I said, like three days after mm-hmm. his dad was there. Yeah. So, so he probably days, mailed that letter. Like as soon as he did, right. his dad left. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then too, at that point, she was already out of town. And and so it's very confusing as to why he thought there's no there's no context. There's no reasons why. Yeah. You don't know what goes like what conversations go on behind closed doors. Of course. And yeah, I mean, the fact that they were all in one house. You absolutely have no idea for sure. And yeah. So who knows why? But he did not embellish in the letter. He's just like, it's them. Okay. so. All right. So, of course, the police are like, well, I mean, it, it, I guess it could be, but there's nothing. They weren't here. There's nobody could have been like, how does this work? There's nothing that could lead them to them being in hope. He was shot, like like I said, like so far away. Like there's just nothing that's leading. Got to start looking for those hitmen. So <laughs> I feel like they're always hiring a, a fifth fiance. <laughs> yes, exactly. A secret fifth. So, um, Michelle, like I said, does have that life insurance policy, except he changed it. So she doesn't gain anything monetarily from it. But did she know that he changed it? I don't know that she did, but there was never any indication that she even asked for it. Mm, Okay. Like she didn't even go after it. It's not like she was like, give me that money. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. police were able to, um, attain a search search warrant though, because of the letter, it kind of helped fuel. Okay, great. Let's get a look inside the Carlin mm-hmm. home. Um, and during the search, they do find a gun case up in a closet. It has a holster. It has mag pouches that are attached that would be consistent with a Desert Eagle sized 44 gun. Mm-hmm. Right. So the detectives knew there was also a computer in the house. But Michelle had said that the computers weren't work that hadn't been working. And they had actually sent it to her sister in Colorado who could fix it, um, you know, which is easy enough to track. I'm sure they could just reach out, get it. Okay. In Kent's truck, though, they find a letter in the glove compartment. On the top is this typed note, and it appears to be written by John to Michelle. And basically, what it's saying is that he had made some repairs to the cabin he has in hope 
Alaska and that, you know, he hopes that she, he hopes she has a nice time. I hope she enjoy, you guys enjoy your time away. And the end of it, it says, um, uh, it's so funny because in the cold case, uh, investigator on the 48 hours is like, he, John bought her this cabin in a nowhere in the letter because I definitely paused and mm-hmm. read it. Nowhere in the letter does it say, oh, I bought you this cabin. Mm-hmm. Have fun. It's just letting her it's use it. Letting her use right. it. Right. And the message um, in the note um, goes along the lines of basically, you know, with all the love I have, you know, enjoy, enjoy your time. So presumably she's going to go to this cabin with Scott. So this is all very like, okay, so apparently John doesn't really care that she's having these relationships with Scott too. It's it's all very confusing. Right. And nothing becomes clearer than what I'm telling you right now. So you just got to be like, okay, I guess. Then Michelle has a handwritten scrolled part at the bottom that says, hey, please don't tell anyone where we're going to be like at this cabin, right? And, you know, that, that's the initial <laughs> using one of your fiance's cabins yeah. to go spend a weekend with your other fiance. I know. Wow. I mean, and it, look, if they all know about it and are chill, then I'm like, this sounds like polyamory. Yeah. Have yeah. at it. <laughs> you know? It truly does. And honestly, it, it kind of, because again, John and, um, Oh my God, I'm sorry. John Scott. and Scott, thank you. Mm-hmm. Seem to know about each other and not necessarily. Yeah, this is seeking sister it's, husband. It's, That's our brother husband. Or yes, whatever. Yeah. very weird. I mean, not weird, but it's just, it, it, nothing is lining up to a traditional. Complicated. It's, yes, very complicated. Anyway, so there's this note now that leads to hope. They're like, oh shit. Well, maybe this was the lure to get Kent to hope. So the investigators go back to hope. They're like, hey, they're like going around showing uh, Kent's picture to everyone. They're like, hey, have you seen this guy? And and somebody was like, oh, yeah, he was here just like last week and was asking, was showing a picture of a blonde woman asking if we'd seen her hmm. and nobody had seen her. Interesting. So he was down there like looking for her. So it does feel as though um, this letter was a ploy again to get him to hope so that he could go around or, you know, kind of get him off the trail so that she could go to Lake Tahoe without being disturbed. It seems that toward the end of this... That is so complicated. It's very complicated. And it does seem that toward the end of this, Kent had gotten very jealous of her. They had had started kind of But wait, like, he's gay. I but know. he could still be jealous oh. of the closeness of the relationship. But here's the thing. We're not hearing it from him. That's right. That he is. Right. We've only heard from rumors her. and from her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so maybe. So nobody knows. Right. Right. Well, and regardless, even if he was like, you can get jealous in friendships. You can get jealous in close relationships That's if you feel true. like somebody's well, like encroaching on your, you know. Well, and especially if you think it's encroaching on the story. You know, if she's got all these lovers, you're you're right, the ruining. The deal is that you're my yeah, cover, yeah, <laughs> and you're yeah. not you're ruining that, right? So um, that being said, um, there's you know, like I said, cold case investigators on this. You meant I mentioned already, and that's because this case goes fucking cold. Nothing happens. No one is put under arrest because nobody knows. There's just nothing. It's all circumstantial evidence. They have a gun case. They don't even have the actual gun. They don't have any hard evidence at all linking these people to his murder. They have a note for his, from his parents who could have, you know, that could have been anything. He could have just said that. Who knows? They don't have, I mean, right. they have all the proof that these guys were out of town. 
They yeah. don't have anything that connects them. So they're just like, we don't know what to do. So the case goes cold. John ends up moving back to New Jersey, ends up having, you know, settling down with a woman, having, you know, enjoying his life, whatever. Uh, Scott ends up going back to his wife. <laughs> Shocker of all shocks. Wow. Yeah. In California. And Michelle ends up back in Louisiana. In Louisiana, where she's hoping to go back to college. So now they're she's scattered all over yeah, the place. She's going back to school. Whatever. Mm-hmm. She's going back to school. She meets uh, a guy there and they end up getting married in 1998. As soon as he graduates med school, they end up moving over across the country to Wasilla in Washington. This is where, you know, she finishes up her master's degree. They end up having a daughter. They're living their lives. 2004 rolls around and there's a whole new cold case investigation unit. It's between the state troopers and the local Anchorage, Alaska. And they're like, this case needs to be solved. There's, there's enough circumstantial evidence that we need to relook into this. So one of the things that they didn't get to look at prior was the computers, right? So there's these computers. Finally, they have access to them. They're like, we're going to get, there's a lot more digital things that they can do now. Uh-huh. So they get into the hard drive. They find a bunch of emails in where Michelle has been emailing all of her lovers at some point. Some of the things were like, um, one of them was like, Hey, uh, um, it was an email to John that was like, Hey, did you know, and that you could go to the Seychelles for $10 million and they can, they'll grant you citizenship and you can never be extradited from there for anything, not even murder. It's a weird, random it's uh, a email really to send to somebody. It's a weird, random email. It's in the middle. <laughs> mean, of good a, to know. I mean, it's a <laughs> weird thing to File do. that away. But, but John even says, and, and one of the things that he'd been earlier interviewed about it, he was like, Okay, but what? I'm going to get a million dollars maybe from this life insurance. Po- Where the fuck am I going to get $10 million to move the Seychelles? You know, he's like, that's just, that was not even have anything to do with this. He's like, it was just a weird random thing that she threw in the email. And it does kind of look like that. When you look at the whole email, it's like, it's just like random ramblings. Also too, why are you emailing somebody that lives in your fucking house? Yeah, also strange. Also fucking weird, right? Like, wouldn't you just be like, hey, Chris, did you know that you could buy like $10 million? You could move to the Seychelles. Isn't that crazy? You know? Yeah. Like, Don't leave a paper trail. I know. It's just it's the dumbest thing. So all these emails, which they're like, oh, they're emailing back and forth. There's so many emails. None of them actually have anything incriminating in them. There's really, they make such a big deal about like, oh, emails were found. And they don't, that was the most incriminating thing they had was literally what I just told you about the Seychelles. Okay. So it's like, okay, it feels real red herring. Yeah. They still have her in Tahoe and yeah. Yeah. It's it's, okay. Exactly. So they were like, okay, well, what's our other angle? We can talk to John Carlin the fourth because he was underage at the time. So now he's old enough to be talked to. And so... They find him in Seattle. He has a story to tell. And his story is that he his he knows that his dad had a Desert Eagle. Great. They even found the person who sold it to him. Perfect. What he also said is that he walked in one day to the kitchen and he saw his mom or not his mom, sorry, Michelle and his dad in the kitchen with the gun submerged into what smelled like bleach water. And I was hmm. like, 
okay. I mean, I'm not a mm. gun connoisseur. Can't be good for the gun. But I'll tell you, you don't wash it and bleach. Yeah, it can't be good for the gun. Feels like if you're going to do that, you should, I mean, I guess maybe, yeah, soak it in bleach and then get rid of it. I like, literally was like, of it. I asked Dylan, because I mean, he knows a little bit of it. I was like, Dylan, would you ever put a gun in bleach? He was looked at me like, I know. I'm like, it would rust your gun. Yeah, like, I really that feel the like. the worst thing to do. I, yeah. again, know nothing, nothing about, about guns, guns. But yeah, submerging it seems not good for it. So this is the third the fourth saw the third. Yeah, That's the right. older guy. With, okay. Yes. Okay. He, son saw dad putting submerging. And Michelle was present. And, watch, and washing off this gun. Okay. And bleach like you do. Yeah. Giving um, it a bath. Just give it a nice little bathy bath. <laughs> and then, um, so at any rate, they're like, That's it. We got them. We got them. We got that Seychelles letter. We got, we got them. This is enough. So they arrest John Carlin the third. They arrest Michelle. They do not arrest Scott. Well, they apparently. don't have anything on him. They don't have anything on anybody. This is the wildest story. Right, but I they, know. they don't even get I mean, a good lawyer and just get this dismissed. Yeah, because so yes, but like they can't arrest Scott because it's just like the only right. things that they do have are with do the, kind of point to just those two people. Just those two. And really the most damning evidence is at this point Carlin's son who yeah. basically says that he saw them washing a gun in bleach. And so again, and has well, and it's not a, it's not a, anything. It doesn't prove anything, but it's not a popular gun. It's not a popular gun. It still right. doesn't prove anything. No, but I mean, we've told stories where people have gotten arrested for less. We've told stories True. where people have gotten convicted on circumstantial well, evidence. They so. did. Well, there you go. <laughs> so Michelle, um, John first goes in to court. He is convicted. He is. Um, he receives a 99-year sentence with no prob- possibility of parole. Oh, my God. Michelle, that seems... Michelle also, after a six-week trial, is found by the jury guilty, first-degree murder Ooh. at sentencing, 99 maximum. How can you prove first-degree? I, Girl, I don't know. Wow. How there is no reasonable doubt? I'm shook. Yeah, I'm shook. You couldn't have me on a jury. I would never convict anybody. It'd be like, "Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, what's funny is the that the the judge who prosecuted them was I'll kind of explain because um, he was like, I gave them the max because it it felt like, you know, it was, you know, it sounded the way that they presented it was like it was for the money. It was all this and that, whatever. Okay, the way that judges can just be like, "Mm, I felt like it. It's so especially like, with what? sentencing. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just felt like it. The yeah. only but, one that uh, I liked that for was for that Scamanda. Oh, oh that's I was true. Like, yeah, yeah. I was that like, felt appropriate. I, I like that. that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, two years later, though, the case was overturned, and in 2011, the judge dismissed the original indictment. So these both cases have been overturned. Okay, good. After two years of house arrest in Alaska. Uh, Michelle, I almost said Amanda. Michelle returns to Olympia and in 2013 is completely exonerated of all charges. Mm. The court also appeals and overturns John Carlin's conviction, but it comes too late. He's beaten to death <gasps> in the day room of the prison oh where he's God. being held. So basically, they overturn it and then he's not out of prison right away. He ends up getting fucking murdered. Oh wow. my God. Can you fucking imagine how awful? It's just, it's disgusting. It's terrible. And it pisses me off too because, well, the judge said he was like, he, he, they, they asked, they were like, were you mad that your case was overturned? And he's like, that is the justice system. He's like, you can't get mad about things like that. He goes, I would rather three people who were guilty mm-hmm. walk away 
innocent than three innocent people than three innocent people be, be in, in jail prison for the rest for of their lives that, for something they didn't do yeah so mm-hmm. i do give him credit for that mm-hmm. and he you know he was like I, the sentencing i gave down was based off of the conviction that was handed to me and presented to me and mm-hmm. so i can i can understand that but that is the fucking insane wild ride now wow. yeah and it's tough because i feel really bad for there is a, his family yeah. you know there's a victim here there is and a victim like it feels like there's no justice and there's a lot i mean there's a considerable amount of circumstantial evidence it's not enough to convict somebody no. it's not enough to put somebody away for the rest of their life you know like so yeah i just don't sucks. see the motive it that's I very very you know but behind well, closed doors you know known. you never know there was that life insurance policy yeah, but and yeah. she didn't know necessarily that he switched it. And even if she didn't pursue it, maybe she got nervous. Things got too hot. A like, million dollar life insurance policy. This woman is making one to $3,000 a night at the yeah, Bush but company. She could stop dancing. Truly. And, like, but just I mean, do whatever she go to vet school, do whatever she wanted with that money. A million dollars is not, especially in 1994, like yeah. a million dollars is nothing to sneeze at no, for a 19 year old. Like, yeah, so, I mean, true. I, I, I see that there's possible motive. I see that there's a, a considerable amount of circumstantial evidence. It's mm-hmm. not enough. No. You can't just it's like... It's too loose for no, me. No, yeah. you can't just... Yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that. Woof, man. But you're absolutely right. I I get angry a lot of times at the, um, the shows where like she was using her yeah. feminine wife. And yeah. often and like, that way. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Oh, calm down. Yeah. It, the, the 48 hours was particularly gross. And it was, it was because I think it was also older. I think the episode yeah. was right around when it happened. So it's like that 90s. early 2004, oh, early 2000, you know, 2005. Oh, the worst. Oh, even God. worse. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Oof. it was, intense i know wow well, what are you guys watching this week well i have finally hopped on the black mirror train i'm on it all aboard woo woo yeah um so i have watched every episode of this last season except for the paparazzi one i haven't seen yeah. that one yet yeah, but i've seen all so. the other ones i did really love demon 79 that was Yay! super fun <laughs> that was a really fun time i also finally Watch San Junipero. <gasps> Finally, Isn't it gorgeous, oh it's beautiful, God. it's lovely. Did your heart explode? It was a nice time. Yeah, it's a um, good one. It, yes, it was visually very cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. So, thank you okay. for the recommendation. Yeah, I think that um, Black Mirror's stepped away from uh, a lot of the tech stuff this mm-hmm. season, which I think. Yeah, they have. They have. <laughs> yeah, it's. I know that's a like scare for you. So I felt like this season was a good one for what you did to you think of the spaceship one. Just curious. That one actually didn't fill me with, you had me oh, feeling dude, like I, I was going to have like the worst anxiety watching that one. I really didn't yeah. have that much anxiety um, with that one. I actually, and maybe this is the tech thing. I had the more anxiety with, with, the, first with the first one. Yeah. yeah. And I got over it, but there was a moment where I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> um, but I got over it. There are certain episodes that I won't watch. Like you, I think the one with Bryce Dallas Howard is the one where like, yes. oh, don't watch that I will not watch that don't one because I know it's that kind of thing yeah. that gives me anxiety mm-hmm. more than like, I watch a lot of horror movies. So like looming dread, knowing something bad is going to happen doesn't necessarily fill me with anxiety. Yeah. All this like, manipulation like tech mm. stuff like uh that stuff makes me yeah scared yeah <laughs> yeah 
Well, I told Cassie on the way here that um, this week was Wham's Day um, <laughs> instead of when- Wednesday because Netflix released a documentary oh, yeah. about Wham, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I love music documentaries. I love Wham. So yeah. it was it was really good. I didn't know that much about the band and how fucking young they were yeah, wow. the when they popped off. They were. Yeah children yeah. wow well he was writing songs at like 13 or 14 it's yeah like they really started young. their their band super young and they were popular from like wham was when they were like 18 to 22 mm-hmm. wow they were like A the biggest yeah. yeah it happened they were only together for like four years and then george michael launched his solo, um, solo career mm-hmm. which was really like i didn't know that much about his bandmate andrew ridgely who was like i want to watch this it totally fucking cool with the fact he's like George just really had something I think he needed to prove. And, you know, Andrew just stepped out of the way. Like, they had the biggest band ever. Yeah. And he let him use Careless Whisper, which was a wham song, to launch his solo career. It sounds like he really had his ego in check, which is incredible for an early, like an 18s, early 20s man. That's interesting. That's incredible. I'd heard that it was like very conflicted and there was a lot of drama. Well, apparently, apparently not not on this, this documentary, but yeah, he's like, I mean, George Michael ended up being like the producer, like all this stuff. And, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. I love, so yeah, Wham's Day. Wham's Day. <laughs> My, uh, I start. I watched the first episode of the Ashley Madison thing. Oh documentary. yeah, you sent that picture. Is it not that good, dude? It's just not for me. I'm like, okay. It's just yeah, like I, I know this. enough about it. It's not like it was like there's some deeper the leak that happened. Is it a documentary yeah, about yeah. that leak that happened? Oh. Kind of. Yeah, it's about like Ashley Madison, the history of it. Like you know, it's just yeah. You're like, meh. That's okay, cool. I like that. We often say things that we like yeah. and we recommend. I like yeah. the warning too. Be yeah. like, you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't for me. Free. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, if you have something that we should watch or something we should stay away from. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you have a terrible date story or you just want to reach out and say hello, go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com and we love you so much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.